Here we go. Kalimera, Kalispera, wherever time you're watching, this is MAPA. This episode is brought to you by Project 357. So if you can get your car customized in Cyprus, that's your place to go. Now, you know who I am, and you should know who this guy is, especially Ayer fans. This guy has played all over the world, all over the world. I'll tell you what, he's probably got more air miles than most pilots, to be honest. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's, a, he's a good friend. Um, we're kind of family now, Brati. We're kind of family, you know. I, I know Marco well. I know you well now. Sure. Hey, dude, Stefan, you good? All good, all good, man. All good, yeah, yeah. Just uh, had a dinner and that's it, yeah. Now, now you're going to fall asleep. You've just eaten and I'm going to send you to sleep. Nah. <laughs> I'm full of I'm full of energy now, so that, that's okay. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Well, bro, first of all, thank you for for joining me on this pod. Um, it's it's an absolute My- honor to have you on. Um, and yeah, let's uh, let's talk about your career, man, because you've been a lot of places, man. You've been a lot of places. Um, let, let's start from the beginning. Obviously, you're from Serbia. You played for a few teams before ending up in in Sampdoria for a bit. Can you tell us a bit about your your upbringing playing football as a, as a youngster? Yeah, first of all, uh, we started to play in Spain, you know, um, me and my brother, um, because my father was playing there. Uh, so both of us, we, we started playing in uh, in Spain. In that time, uh, I was uh, six and a half. Marco was uh, five, maybe a little bit some months more than, than, than five, but something like that. So, yeah. We start. We started playing there uh, in Spain. They, in that time, usually they, they were they had this uh, system of playing like four years indoor football. Then uh, you got play like uh, two to three years uh, seven plus one, like on the half half pitch, and uh, actually from one <clears throat> uh, line to the other line on the half pitch, like wide side, you know. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, then after my father, he he stopped uh, playing football, and then we came back to to Serbia and we started playing in the Partizan Academy. So, in case people don't know, your dad is a legend uh, in in Serbian football. Um, you know, your your surname holds so much weight. But I, I know from from what I understand. One of the things that you told me, your dad isn't that guy that puts pressure on his kids. So when you guys became pro footballers, did you guys feel any pressure? Not because, not from your dad, but as because of the name. Do you guys feel any pressure then? Yeah, first of all, yeah, my father. He's uh, yeah, and I think also people in Cyprus they know him because he was four years playing there. Uh, so yeah, uh, honestly, from him we never we never had something like. Uh, you must do this. You must make the things like this. So he was a kind of, uh, of a guy that he said once to us something like in the beginning of uh, our, let's say, uh, professional uh, starting career. So and uh, then after he said, like, everything is your choice and uh, you can do how, however you think, however you feel. So that, 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 that was like that. But honestly, yeah, in Serbia, it's not only the 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 Marco and me. There are other players also that uh, that their fathers also they were they were famous football players. So it's not easy. It's not easy. But I mean, like in one moment of 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 the career, you need to disconnect from that because 
it's not good, you know. I mean, like everyone we talk, but in the end, how I said always, I think <laughs> my father he cannot play instead in of, of us in the pitch. So even uh, even uh, I think we proved that because we we played in many many teams and uh, actually we scored everywhere that we played. So pressure, yeah, because he was uh, he was the guy who who was the like let's say the first Chepovic in the in the you know in, the, in football. Um, so you know, everyone in the beginning was seeing us through him. You know, like yeah, they're they're the sons of uh, of of, uh, of Slajan. You know, uh, for sure they're there because uh, the father he he put them there. Yeah. Some this, but actually, I think if I remember good, uh, he, I know me. Uh, he watched me maybe once or twice in the in the youth he 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 was never coming to the games he was uh, he had also his his um, team because he was coaching the the 92 um, uh, players born in the 92 so he took yeah. them the, from the beginning and until the i think uh, 17 years old or 18 so until the first team before the first team so yeah, it was a kind of pressure, but I, I mean, like in one moment, uh, you know, you need to, you need to live with that because it's. I think uh, all the all the players that they have the same um, same thing like Mark and me, they will say the same thing for for sure. Yeah, I, I remember talking to my friend Fedi, and Fedi is the son of Ozzy Ardiles, who, as you know, was a very successful footballer. Yeah. And you, he told me the story that when he was playing football as a kid. His dad would go to matches, but he wouldn't tell him that he's there and he'd hide because he didn't want his son to feel the pressure of him being there. But I guess with your dad constantly involved in football, yeah. I'm assuming it was at Partizan, you, you couldn't get that disconnect from his his physically being there. But the fact is your your mental state focuses on what's on the pitch and that's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, I think there are cases like that also. I know even... even uh... Guys that were playing with me in the team, that their parents—I mean, they know—they don't know nothing about football. I mean, like first time they were watching their son playing there, and uh, some of them they, they they said to to their parents to don't come to the games because uh, you know. I think the parents they need to know that, in the end, you cannot push the kid to do, and to see through him. Like some uh, success, you know, like success, you know, like uh, yeah. uh, can make fortune because he will play football, you know. I think in the in the young age you need just to to leave to leave the kids to enjoy because in the young age it's a game. It's like it's like as we play the computer, yeah. art yeah. on the streets. It's just it's just to enjoy with your friends, you know. It's just to go to the train to enjoy to don't feel the pressure, and in the end, of course. When you turn some age, the kids they like to compete between between them. So in the end, you know, you you compete every training, every game. You don't need any extra pressure on your on your shoulders because you in the end you're in the end of the day you're you're a young guy, you're a kid, you know. So you just need to go to the training and be happy. Yeah, and I think it's it's not just the same in in Serbia. It's the same in most countries. In all fairness, England and Cyprus, as you're probably aware, a lot of parents are, are very pushy. Uh, they think that their children are the best in the world ever. 
but it's all about them taking a step back and let the coaches do their jobs. That's what coaches are there for. Um, But talk to me about Partizan's Academy because they've produced so many world-class players over the year. I don't think there's a secret when it comes to producing players. I think it's all about hard work and effort, but we've seen many of the Balkan nations produce so many talented players. So... In terms of the, the coaching methods, was it like you said, where the younger co- the coaches for the younger kid would just let them play, but when they get to the age of, say, I don't know, 15, 16, they need to learn more about technique, tactics, and, and as they get older, they learn more about the game? Uh, you know, uh, I, w- I will start from the, from, the, from the last thing that you, that you said. I think in the end, uh, uh, how to say, you were... When you're young, you're starting to play football. Now, I think what, what the, the mistakes that they're doing, many coaches, they are searching results. You cannot put, what, this is what I said before, pressure. You cannot learn or teach, especially the, the, the players, the young, the young uh, kids, they cannot learn I don't know. Uh, we play four four two, and uh, you know we play this tactic, and they're 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 kids. That you cannot, you know, just leave them to play. They will compete yeah. on the pitch by themselves. They will they will they will not think about uh, I need to move there or there. And of course, in the end, they want to win the game. You know, you cannot put as a coach to them pressure. You need to win. You need to win. Uh, I can tell you the the. Uh, my father, how how he was doing when he was coaching, because he was a coach in the academy. He never did, did that. And I think, not because he's my father, I think also other academies, like Ajax, uh, Barcelona, the kids, when they come in cer- certain age, they know already what this means, you know, like what they're wearing, which shirt. So you don't need to say to them, I'll go out and win. You know they they know about that. It's 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 you don't need to put pressure on them to this. It's just first of all, for them you are kind of father because you know this is the first thing, and then after the other things because they need to feel this. I think the love from the from the coach to to be to feel nice on the on the training on the on the game. You know, and the partisan academy was many 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 years even even now okay maybe a little bit less because of the situation in the club which is not the best one and hopefully will, will change because all the people we love the parties and we're hoping that that will change but i think before we, we had some uh, kind of um, let's say uh, okay uh, it's like this we need to make this it, you know and all the coaches before were ex-players from the club so they know yeah. about the club. But now, that's why I said hopefully will change. Now, there is only one guy who played in Partizan and who played football. Even Partizan is making mistake now about that. So, I think, first of all, these coaches, they, they, I don't say not every ex-player wants to be a coach or something in football. But let's say from... I don't know, 500 ex-players from Partizan, for sure 10, they want to be coaches. Minimum. So I don't understand why they're pushing them out from the club. They're not giving them, they're bringing their own kind of, uh, let's say, 
okay, this is my guy, I will bring him, you know, I'm a director of the, of the academy, I will bring this because it's a friend of the friend, you know, or something like this. And in the end, we cannot accept that, you know, me that I'm from the academy, uh, Marco, I don't know, many players, which we are not now in Partizan, we played in Partizan and in the academy of Partizan. For us, it, for us, it's like we are feeling really bad about the situation, you know, but actually, Partizan in one moment, now maybe not because of this situation, but if you see how many players get out of the academy to the first team and make something in Europe or anywhere in the world, but especially in the top five leagues in Europe, it's like huge amount of players. And in the first 10, like top 10 leagues in Europe, probably, I don't know how much, but like in one moment, we were in the same level, first and second place with Ajax, because Ajax, you know that Ajax have really good schools, yeah. uh, uh, how they make uh, all the things, you know. So there is not, there is no a secret. I think it's this part of Europe, Balkan, I don't know, ex-Yugoslavia. I think we are talented for sports. We have uh, we have that in the in the in the blood, you know. So it's just to give the way to the kids, you know. Just give the way, and they will find the loan. You don't need to put the pressure on them. That I think that's 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 the thing. So I remember my 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 year in the in the first team of Partizan. It was fifteen or sixteen players from the academy from twenty five. In the squad, so it was well, like. But how many? How many of them went on to move to different clubs or, or are still playing? Look, uh, Marco, Mitrovic, yeah, me. Uh, uh, I, I'm telling the names uh, who you know. Um, who was more? Uh, would you say most of them went on to have a, a professional career? Uh, yeah, I think yes, yes, yeah. Many of them, maybe. Uh, I'm saying like professional career, like I say always, they leave from that. They leave from football. They right. earn to leave from that, you know. So I think probably all of them. Right. Okay. All of them, because some of them. They were um, older than me, maybe a couple of years. Some of them younger. So Lazar Markovic was there also. Yeah. So he was at Liverpool at one point, wasn't he in Benfica? If I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had like really good connection between us because we know the club. Yeah. We feel the shirt. You know, like we know what is what is to work to wear that shirt. You know, I don't have. Yeah. I, I'm a foreigner also in other countries. And I play for other teams also. But these clubs that, that usually they leave from the academy and youth, uh, not, I think, any foreigner cannot feel that feeling like guys from the, from the, from the youth, from the academy. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you yeah, play for... You've, you've, got, a, you've no. got that emotional investment in the club because you've <laughs> been from the... Yeah. Because in the end, okay, partisan leave from selling uh, from selling player, players abroad because of the you know like this is the the motto of the of the, of the club you know 
it's a big club. It's with the rest are the biggest club in, in in the country. But I think I'm not saying because I'm a foreigner also playing outside. So, but that's why when we go out to other countries to play, we get involved really fast to the to, to the club and to the history. And I play the same with the same passion if I'm playing here or there. Of course, I, I feel more the shirt of Partizan because I, I grew up in Partizan. I'm, you know, I'm a kid from Partizan. But I will play the same for... I will give everything for IL or for or, or here. You know, it's like... This is, the, this is the thing why we have this. And I think in one way it's good because we don't want to lose. We always want to go to win, you know. This is our mentality. And I think that many coaches, they like that, okay, yeah, we have also this... Uh, uh, this blood that uh, you know we we get also sometimes in maybe with some discussions and this, but I think in football in sport is it's normal to to happen those things, you know. Yeah, I think you tend to find a lot of players that go to play for clubs abroad from outside of the countries that they're from. When they have that genuine love for that other club, it's probably due to the supporters that have immersed them in that culture. You know, um, I know that there's several players I've gone to play in Cyprus from abroad, be it from Serbia, be it from Brazil, for example, or Portugal. And they love their clubs in Cyprus because of the way that the fans have treated them. Whereas you may have other players that go to play for the same clubs and they don't have that bond with the fans and they don't have the, the love for the club and understand what it means. So I get what you're saying, but I, I do agree that you're obviously going to be more uh, motivated to play for your hometown club or the club that you went through the, the academy with because yeah. you've been there from the start. It's in your DNA. So I, I completely get it. But I, I see that you spent some time at Sampdoria when you were about 18, 19 years old. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was there. Actually, uh, I I should stay there. But because when they when I went on loan there, I went for, uh, for half a year there. Um... Uh, I was training every day with the first team. Actually, in that time, in the first team was uh, from strikers, like two strikers. There, were, um, Antonio Cassano. Cassano, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, Pazzini. Yep, Pazzini. Yep. Yeah, for me, it was like you know, I was watching them on the TV, you know, and I came dressing <laughs> room with them, you know, like, I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't believe it. <laughs> I'm, I'm dreaming something over, like you know, <laughs> like. It, it was a nice experience for me, like, uh, and uh, I should stay there, but then the club, um, they had the, in the contract that if they buy me for for some amount, uh, if they give that amount that I'm completely player of Sampdoria, but then because I played really good, actually I played two, two games for the first team, and then um, uh, I did all the games for Primavera, which is like a second team. Yeah, yeah. was the top scorer of the of the of the league, and uh, yeah. And then my club they wanted more money, uh, you know, and they yeah. just uh, they just uh, yeah they just stepped on the side and they didn't they didn't want to make it because you know in the contract was saying one one amount they wanted after more so. Yeah, and uh, when you said like that, when you were joking about the miles that that I had, like uh, a lot of miles, like <laughs> for the pilot, you know, the pilots, you know, it's 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 a funny it's a funny thing, of course, but 
you know, in football, uh, it's it's not a difficult, it's not easy world. You know, it's it's a difficult yeah. world. People think, yeah, they uh, they live a nice nice life. You know, they they have all the all the things they want, but there are many things that I think ninety five percent of people they don't know what's going on behind the behind the scenes. You know, so in the beginning, you know. You're a kid. You believe in the in the people that you, you are working with them, you know. And that's why, honestly, I was changing clubs and uh, countries because I had many many good seasons. Even even though in one moment I, I wanted to stay in, in some of those teams, but you know, when the agent come to you, you are young, and he say, "Hey, I have a better option for you. I think it will be better then." Then you believe in 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 that, you know, and then you you prove it. Then you again in that club, again from the start, and you make good result again. And then change again, you know, and then when you when you get older and more experienced, then you realize why they were making that, you know, because obviously it was good for them, not for for me or for any player that you know. So that's that's why I was I was changing people. They ask me sometimes. Because normally, you know, why change the clubs? Uh, I don't know one year in one one season after one season. Honestly, I, uh, for example, my first year in Sporting, Gijón in 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 Spain, I had uh, excellent season, and uh, we didn't have a luck to go up to the first league. We lose in the playoffs, and uh, I, I was really I was really feeling good there, you know, and. Uh, in the beginning of everything, when the season uh, was done, I said to them, "I feel good here. I, I don't have rush to to change immediately the club, you know." And uh, yeah, uh, the the time was passing and everything, and uh, I was just uh, in in the newspaper. These things, uh, the agent, one things, you know, one thing saying, the other one saying one thing. I don't know. So it was difficult for me. And then came up the the option from Celtic. Uh, which was uh, also a good option for the club because of the of the of the transfer transfer that they get. For me, it was uh, was an you know like a club as a Celtic coming uh, after you, you know, massive club, uh, massive uh, uh, fans behind, you know, like. Uh, but of course, the things was the thing was that. I came the last day of the transfer window, so I didn't have time to pass the yeah. the, the preseason with the team because of these things. What I told you before, no, I have this club. No, I, the other have one club. No, you need to go to the club to fight with the club to put down the 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 transfer because the other club cannot pay that amount of money. And then in one moment I said, guys, but you're the agents. You're the agency. Yeah. I cannot go and fight with the club. I'm a player. I don't want this to make because, uh, you know, in life, in football, you never know. Maybe you go back to this club. You need to be nice to these people, you know. And actually happened that I came back after to Sporting. So, you know, I think it, many, like as, as I said, 95% of people, they don't know what's going on behind the scenes in football. So, it's the story about that, you know, it's like, and I think this is the problem that many many supporters don't understand. Um, and by that I mean it isn't just 
the the agency. It isn't just the clubs playing games against each other. It's the player that has to leave a different country to go to a new country, might not know the language. They might be leaving their family behind. And, you know, you know, we've spoken about this before, and I know myself, other footballers who have left their, their home country, left their families behind and gone to the other side of the world to play football and haven't spent any time with their family. So they miss birthdays, they miss Christmas, they miss all these events, which you're not going to get that time back. And I understand it's the footballer's dream to play, but at the same time, you're making the ultimate sacrifice. And yeah. you know what they say about time? It's the most valuable currency because with money, you can lose it, but you can make it back. With time, when it's gone, it's gone. So again, I think it's very easy for fans to say, oh, well, you know, he's earning so so much money. But at the same time, I'm sure most footballers would say, I'll give that money back if I could go back in time and spend it with, with my family. There's the thing, you know, like I say, like we are blessed that that we can we can work in the thing that we love so we love playing football because many many people they make universities i don't know many things and they they end end up working in other things you know not in the one that they study about so in this way we are really really luck, lucky that we we play football we work and we play what what we really love so that's that, that's the one thing. But then, when you are young, we go back in the in, in the again in the young young age. Man, I I didn't go to the excursions with the, with the school, man. I never went. In on on one, I don't know what is that, because I was training games, football preseason. I didn't have that, you know, and this is the thing that you cannot buy. That is that is gone. You cannot go back and be again 12 years old 14 and go with your with the, your friends from the school five days yeah away from your family you know yeah i understand yeah. I understand it is that you know uh, and i don't say i'm not now saying this uh, we are crying no football is really difficult no there are other jobs much more difficult than football for sure but what i don't like when the people they talk like ah, these basketball, football players, uh, I don't know, all, all the other sports. Ah, they, they so much. It's so easy for them, training only two and a half, three hours a day. It's not two and a half, three hours a day. You go there in the morning and you go out. Uh, I don't. I remember in Celtic, the training was ten. You need to be nine there. Nobody is coming nine. Everybody is coming before. You have a breakfast there. You finish the training, let's say, around 12. You have a gym after. And after that, you have a lunch. So I was leaving every day Lennox Town. I don't know, 2.30 or 3 o'clock sometimes. And you come at 8.30, for example. Or 8.15. So it's not 2-3 hours, what they're saying. That's why I say, I think they need to understand this. We are also, we are not robots. We can mm -hmm. make mistakes like everyone. I, I always say, me, I'm the first one when I miss a chance. I'm the first one who doesn't want to miss the chance. I want to score. Yeah. But it can happen. Or the goalkeeper, when he receives, I don't know, one goal between the legs, uh, wanted to, maybe he wants to take to stop and to take the, with the hands. But okay, sometimes it happens this. Or slide, I don't know, on the pitch, the defender and the ball pass uh, through him or something like that. 
that's sport. Everyone have mistakes in not just in sport during normal day in your life. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned the word mistakes, and I, I want to bring you back to what you mentioned about uh, Cassano before, because I remember Cassano was a fantastic player. He played for Real Madrid. He played for so many fantastic clubs, but it seemed that he didn't reach the levels that were expected of him. But do you think it was the expectation that put him in a difficult position? Not that he couldn't cope with the pressure, but I think people expected so much from him, especially because he was an, he was an Italian Italian player. I guess their level of expectancy is higher out there, no? Listen, I, I think his talent, it's, it's incredible. What I saw in the trainings, he will, of course, he will, he will not end uh, ending up in, in Real Madrid if, he's, if he's, he was a not good a player, you know. Actually, I was, uh, I was one of, he was one of the first that I was talking to him because in the beginning, my Italian obviously was not the best and he was talking Spanish because of the time in Real Madrid, he was speaking Spanish. And I was talking with him every concentration in the hotel because we were sitting in the same table and I was speaking with him in uh, in Spanish, you know. And uh, actually, he said to me that he had many mistakes in, mistakes in his career. And he's uh, obviously in that time he was more more experienced player already in Sampdoria, and you could see from him that all the things he, what he's doing that he's doing unbelievably good you know like his talent was amazing but yeah in that time young young lad going to to real madrid in real madrid ronaldo the brazilian robinho roberto carlos all these you know big, galacticos, big galacticos. <laughs> you know it's not easy to i think probably i don't know maybe in, 85, 80% of the players, you know, their head going young there will not. That's why in football, and we're talking about football, not other sport, uh, there are, uh, let's say, Balotelli also was talented, but there are always mm. these uh, gaps between. I'm not saying that they were not top players, they were top players, Balotelli and Cassano. But making this difference between top, medium one, or you know, it's just here. Yeah. Oh, in, in, in there, because everyone knows, knows to play football. Okay, somebody is more talented, someone less talented. Someone can run more. The other one, it's more. But by playing technically, you know. But everything is here. That's why I say always about Messi and Ronaldo playing on that level for 20, almost 20 years, I think it's so, so, so difficult. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, staying on Sampdoria, I know they haven't had a, a particularly good season. Stankovic is head coach. I don't know if he's going to be there next season. I remember him being at Red Star Belgrade. I remember him playing for Internazionale. Um what I don't do you do you still follow Sampdoria? And if you do, are you surprised to see the position that they that they've ended? Honestly, I'm trying to follow Sampdoria and those clubs that I played. Not not all of them, obviously, the ones that that I that I love um, more than the others. I mean, in ones I was more time, in the other was I were you yeah. know younger or something like that. But Sampdoria, I liked because that's 
like the way they 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 support the team and this it's closer to us you know because they have they have really amazing fans the derby of lanterna which is uh Sampdoria against Genoa, it's a huge derby maybe the most crazy there and um they're struggling i think yeah because going to Serie b i don't know hopefully they will get immediately back to Serie A because they they need to be in the in the top top league of Italy, not in the second one. Um, he took them in the difficult position already. It was not easy for him. He they, they were already last in the bottom of the table. So I think he didn't have that luck maybe to to get response from from the players. Yeah, because they were already not good, you know. So I read something that maybe he will stay for the next season there. Why not? Maybe he can try to get back with the team in the first year. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, I want to fast forward to Celtic because you mentioned them earlier, and you know, it, being in the UK, we know all about Celtic. We know all about the rivalry with Rangers, but. What do you think it is that makes Celtic such a special club? Every every player I've spoken to that's that's played for Celtic, they, they said there's something about it. But going back to what you said about the whole partisan thing, going through the being part of the DNA of the club, it, what, what is it about Celtic that is so different to, to most other clubs? If if they are different, in your perspective, I don't know, man. Honestly, <laughs> I, I was I was there like just a little bit more than one year. Uh, even though I signed for four years, four years deal, uh, get back to Spain, but that was maybe I cannot say a mistake, maybe, but maybe the thing that I will change, maybe I would stay one year more. Even even the coach said to me that you know it was better maybe to change because he will not count on me that much. But I think for me it was difficult because I came from Spain to Scotland. The style of playing was different, not from Celtic, but from the other teams. Because Celtic, we wanted to play, we wanted to to propose football, but the style of the league was different, you know. So for me it was not easy. And uh, maybe if I stayed what a second second season there, uh, the whole second season there, maybe I could I could stay longer there, you know. By that period that I was there, I don't know. I can just say all the all the best things about uh, about uh, the fans, the club, the organization, uh, everything, everything, everything. What what's going with the with the club? You know, I um, we play all the games away. It's like we play at home. You know, I mean, okay, the stadiums are smaller, but it's like. Almost the whole the whole stadium is green, you know. <laughs> so it's like uh, you f- you feel that even even though that 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 I was not, let's say the the player who was playing all the games from the first eleven, because actually I didn't play many games, maybe seven games or eight from the first eleven. I played more in Europe in the first eleven than than in the pre- in the in the Premiership, you know, because. Uh, in Europe, I, I scored actually in the Europa League. I scored three goals in the group stage, but it's it's something I don't know how to explain. It's like you arrive there, 
and from the day one you feel like one of them you know what I mean like yeah yeah you, you feel this you know you feel uh, I came to Glasgow hey you cannot go to this part because it's it's a ranger spot so you, <laughs> you will you will have trouble you know then you know it's like I I think there's the team that that I, I would say that I don't know actually I'm following every every game almost like the result and everything you know like I cannot say I'm a crazy like those people that they love the club from from when they born but you feel this you know you you are happy when uh, when they win the 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 old firm you know when when they they beat them you know when they when they when, when Celtic it's 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 first in the table so I think it's something special. Uh, also, for sure, people from the club and the players that they are longer there, they help you to be part of 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 that faster and to to integrate it yourself faster to the to the to the to the team. I don't know what words to 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 use more about, the, but it's really special. Yeah. yeah. When... Well, I guess you know. Postacoglu, the head coach, he's been linked with the Spurs job. And from what I understand, he doesn't want to leave Celtic because not just because of the state that Spurs are in, don't get me wrong. But again, it goes back to Celtic being special. And I, I can see why he would want to stay, you know, not just because of the Champions League football, not just because of the fans, but there, there's something about that club. But can you see him leaving? Why would he want to leave? Honestly, first of all, is a coach that I think he proved that everywhere he was, he won something. Japan, Celtic, Australia, everywhere he he was. He, his football in in the national team of Australia was amazing. Also, they he always want to to play this kind of nice football to the to the eye of the fan, you know, to the crowd, you know, to 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 see to enjoy, you know. And I think the players they enjoy playing. By, but you know, being him the coach, you know, yeah, co coaching them, you know. Uh, hopefully, uh, he will stay a long time because then, if he's staying, I think Celtic will won will win many trophies. But you know, in I think in maybe in one stage of of the career, even being coach and being in one team many years, maybe want some. Some different uh, thing, you know, just to to compete in other league or something like that. But I think actually, if he leave now or in one year, it's just because of the reason that he have some offer that maybe I would say not he cannot reject, but it's something that he's feeling that is the time to go. You know? Yeah, and I think to be honest, and this is no disrespect to Tottenham, I think because of the situation that they're in with many players perhaps not being good enough for the ownership. It's almost as if he'll be a boxer going into the ring with both of his hands tied behind his back. And maybe that's probably why staying at Celtic would be a probably, better option as well. Probably, probably. Yeah, I think they're not going through the best time, I think, Tottenham. Yeah. Even even they make a team to be in the first four. They didn't reach that. So... I think in this moment, for him, it's better to don't go there. This is my opinion yeah. because 
maybe he will change. Maybe he will change the philosophy. Maybe he will be next year third, fourth, or second. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's feeling good in Celtic and he will stay there. Of course. And just a sidestep, because I, I didn't have this in my, in my head, but you, you know, we're talking about Spurs. If you're Harry Kane right now, yeah, would you would you stay at Spurs? Uh, it's a difficult one because he also filled the club. He's mm. he's kind of um, player from you know from that club, you know. The but academy, I, yeah, yeah. Honestly, he needs to change. If he wants to win something, I'm not saying offending anyone in any 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 supporter from from Tottenham because Tottenham it's a big club and uh, but I think if he wants to win something in the way not to win just the Premier League to make also a good step for the Champions League he he needs to leave I think in my opinion yeah. and he, you know what was the thing about him also for example okay Haaland this year he scores. He scored thirty-six goals in the league. Yeah, but no, always no, no one speak about Kane. But always he's he's twenty-five plus. Yeah, I think he got thirty this season. If not thirty-one in in that team as well. No one is talking about him. <laughs> no one is saying Kane scored thirty. Even the 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 year when Suarez scored thirty something, Kane was also close there, and no one was talking about him. Ah, Kane is there. I think maybe because also also this maybe because he's in at Tottenham. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I remember I remember Alan but, Shearer scored so many goals in his career, only ended up with one league title. And even though he says it was great that he ended up going back to Newcastle because as a club that he supported, yeah. I still think deep down, deep deep down, he kind of regrets not going to say Manchester United. And if Harry Kane's got the opportunity to go to Manchester United, he's probably, probably got more chance to win something there. Probably for sure. I think also, I don't know. Okay, the same thing with Totti. I think in Roma, for sure, it, it deep in his, you know, because he, you know, that he rejects. There's a story when what he said also that he rejects Real Madrid and those yeah. clubs. With the with the all respect to Roma, you cannot compare Roma with Real Madrid mm -hmm. for Champions League uh, football. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's quickly go back to Celtic because we, we've done quite a bit. We haven't even spoken about Ayel yet, but I, I wanted to ask you about Virgil van Dijk. I know there's an obvious question here, but, you know, this guy has been absolutely sensational, uh, even at, at Celtic, at Southampton, at Liverpool. People were talking yeah. about him being one of the best Premier League defenders ever, but unfortunately he got that injury against Everton. He doesn't seem to be the same player that he was, but what do you remember about Big Virgil? Well, uh, he's a guy that that you could see from the. Uh, now people with, will say, "Yeah, you 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 discover him." No, I didn't discover him. <laughs> but, but but you you could see from the from the beginning that he's a guy that. You know his style of playing. You know his his confidence. You know the th the how he was doing the things. You know. I swear. From the from my point of view, when you when I was sitting on the bench and watching the game, you, you probably would say, ah, he's playing forty percent of his 
his hundred maybe <laughs> the league the league games you know like he was taking the ball and driving the ball as a as a as a defender from our 18 yards to the to the other 18 yards to from the other team so it's like you know it it was like kind of joke you know he was fast strong technically amazing he was shooting free kicks as a defender when you're like this come on okay that injury against everton bad luck you know uh, also i think the the tackle from from the keeper was he could he he could yeah, stop and not make that you know yeah i think it was also not not nice maybe i understand he wanted to block the the shot but in the end you know it's but yeah he was a he was a beast at the celtic <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. And, and to be honest, he's, he's gone on from strength to strength and he's been a fantastic player. And he's still got years left in him. Yeah. Um, but but let, let's see how he goes next season. Let's see how he goes. But um, let, let's switch gears then. So you've... Um, what was it? Where did you go after Celtic? You went, you went to Hatafe, You went to... Yeah, yeah. I went back Vidi. to Spain. Yeah. I went back to Spain. Yeah, yeah. I went back to Spain to Primera. Yep. And yeah, I was there. Yeah. And then honestly, okay, yeah, if you compare that time at Celtic, which probably I would say uh, alongside with the win partisan, it's the biggest club. Yeah. Uh, okay, many things it's bigger than partisan organization, uh, you know, and those things, even, you know, it's everyone knows about the lisbon lions you know the the first uh, british uh, club winning so you know it's it's i'm going back again to celtic but it's a huge club you know when you go out from the tunnel to the stadium to the pit sorry uh you see on the walls uh, names of the fans you know uh, it's like you go out you you feel the the support from the people by didn't work at the end. I mean, for me, there. But yeah, I went back to Spain. Well, you, you had a spot Vidi in in Hungary, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, I won the title what, also there. Yeah, you wanted. Yeah, you wanted. To, was Henning Berg coaching out there at the time? No, he left. He was with Marco there, and then right. I came after. I came after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because my, my friend David was at Honved, I think, around about that time when they won the league when Marco Rossi was head coach. I can't remember which year it was, though. Um, it was uh, the, the year with the with the uh, Berg uh, coaching Vidi. Right. So, 2017, 2016, something like that? Yeah, something know. like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But you, you went to Poland, you played in Japan. Um, but then Actually, in Poland, Mar there was... Actually, in Poland, that was really short time there because I... Just, yeah, I just get... After three games, I think. Three, yeah, three, four games, I get injured. My knee. I had the ACL. Uh, yeah, one... I went I went to jump to take the ball. Uh, it was like 15 minutes of the game and he just kicked me from, the, from behind, you know, the defender. So uh, it was not by myself; it was by uh, by the opponent uh, tackle. So, but yeah, I actually played 30 minutes after that because the physio went in and he said, "No, your knee is okay." 
<laughs> and I played another 30 minutes until the end of the first half, and then I just felt my knee blocked. It. That's reckless. Yeah, that is yeah, reckless. Yeah. My <laughs> God, yeah. Jesus. That's I didn't go. Like I didn't go. Yeah, I played. I played 30 minutes more after that. Yeah. Christ, <laughs> my God. All right, so you went to Malaga and ended up at Ayel. Uh, now this yeah. is where yeah. this is where it gets interesting. Yeah, it's <laughs> very interesting because yeah. you know you mentioned your dad played for Abolon back in the day. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing he told you all about the Cypriot culture, what to expect, and I'm guessing it's a little bit different to what you were used to. <laughs> so, <laughs> how did it happen? How did the move happen? Because you were at Malaga at the time, if I'm yeah, saying. I was at Malaga. I was at Malaga, and I had really, let's say, really good time there. Uh, actually, they wanted me to stay. I was waiting uh, for them to send me a contract because uh, uh, the director he wanted me he wanted me so much there. But they bring a new coach, and he said like he wanted to wait a little bit, you know, because he was also looking for some kind of different style of striker, you know, or something like that. But I score was in Malaga. I was playing really good for the time that I was there. I really, I really did well. And then uh, Dusan Kerkes, he he contacted me with the with the director at the time, uh, Theodoros Antonio. Yep. They contacted me. They they called me, and uh, in the beginning I said, okay, let's 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 see, you know, let's think about about that, you know. Uh, I was honest to them. That uh, I had that from Malaga. That uh, with the respect to the to the club to Malaga, I'm giving them uh, advantage in the in them in the thing to wait for them a couple of days, you know, because I was still still player there of them. Uh, because I always respect the club where I play, you know. So I give them, you know, the the the, the chance to to speak firstly with me, and then I will see, you know. And then in one moment when I saw that with the with the with the with the thing with Malaga they they were waiting too much. Um, then I started to speak with the with Alan. I mean, in the way to be more serious, you know, in the way of the terms and everything, you know, because uh, that was uh, that was the the thing that we agree, you know, between us. We said, okay, we'll wait a little bit. They wanted to wait for me. A little bit to to finish with this Malaga, and yeah, at the end uh, we agree, uh, and I can say just uh, good things about about that in the in the first year. We didn't reach the playoff, which is the the main goal of the of the club. Uh, but individually, if I look, I had a really good season. You know, uh, scoring. Uh, all the goals in Europe for the club uh, that that we scored, all all of them high scored. So you know, it's it's kind of uh, yeah, it was a good start for me. I mean, uh, for the team also. And then one moment of the of the season, we went down a little bit, all the all the all the team. But I finished yeah, score, scoring fourteen goals. So I think it was uh, individually yes, but I always want. I'm, I always look at, at the team, you know. I want always success for the team. I'm not just selfish and looking at me. So that's yeah, it. Course. Yeah, of course. I, I remember the year before you joined, uh, Ael were challenging for the title. I think, if I remember correctly, they played Abolon with I think three games to go, 
and Vozinha made a big mistake and Bissesua scored to make it 2-1. Yeah, he wanted to dribble. Yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm not... Look, I've got nothing against Vozinha, but I just thought that if you want to win the league title, you need a goalkeeper that's got more presence, you know, and that, that, that wouldn't make those those mistakes. Yeah. Now, when, when you join the club, was there ambition to challenge for the title again, given the year before? I know Maier had left by that time, the, the striker, yeah. um, and you'd come in. But what was their ambition that season? Yeah, it was the same one. They saw that the year before they were, they were close to, to win the title. Actually... I think four weeks or three weeks until the end of the season, they were challenging for the cup final and for the title. And they lose yes. both things. Yes. They lose both yes. things. Olympiakos, yes. Olympiakos uh, put them out from the, from the cup. And they lost San Rostos in the final. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Uh, they lose the title on, on, on that game. Yes. So, so yes, yeah. The ambition from the club was the was the same. They told me they want to to fight for the for the title, for the cup, you know. But yeah, that that was the goal. But in the end, you know, football it's it's a life, it's a life thing. So you you don't know, you never know what what can happen, you know. Yeah. There's something I don't think I've asked you. I'm not sure if I've asked you this. I'm sure I haven't. I've asked Marco about this. Marco scored a penalty against Ayel the season before you joined. Yeah. And it was Vozinha in goal. And when he scored, he pointed to Vozinha because I think Vozinha was trying to distract him. Yeah. Did Vozinha ever talk to you about that? No, no, honestly, no, 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 no. I saw that because I was following uh, Omonia uh, the year when they win the title because of Marco. So yeah. that was six months before I came. And I saw that I, I saw that that he made that after the penalty. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh God, there was. I don't. Again, I don't know if I've spoken to you about this. I, I spoke to Marco about this when when Omonio we won the title. <laughs> they did the, the the celebrations on the pitch, and Marco is being interviewed by by the Cypriot TV channel, and Kiko is in the background going, "Speak Portuguese." <laughs> Because Marcos speaks a little bit of Portuguese, so they're just proper winding yeah, him up. Yeah, because Marcos. it's similar to Spanish. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Marco doesn't like the camera. I can tell he doesn't like the camera. He doesn't like yeah. <laughs> okay. But um, so let, let's talk about the that Isle season because you scored like fourteen goals. You scored twice against Buffalo in the second game of the season. Yeah. One of them was a great over, uh, scissor kick. But for me, I prefer the the goal that you scored when your back was to go and you turned the defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I shoot, yeah. yeah. When I shot on the on the first post, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that. But in terms of that season, I know Kerkes didn't last the whole campaign, if I'm not mistaken. He wasn't there the whole season, was he? No, he go, he went from the club in December, I think. It yeah. was December, I think, something like that, yeah. How did you feel when he left then? Because obviously he was the guy that brought you to the club. I'm sure you've had managers bring you in and, and then yeah. leave. But, you know, it's a back in the your career, kind of. You're moving to Cyprus. Big expectation, I presume. So to see him go, was it like, well, this is football? Or were you thinking... No, honestly, know. honestly, it was not easy. Uh, mm. Obviously, yeah, it's football. Obviously, it's football. But he's the kind of coach that he tries always to be close to the players and to be I would not say friend with the players but to be like 
you know, like close to them, that they can feel that they can talk to him about everything, not just about football, you know, about life, about everything. And I think, I always say this, uh, when you lose, when you have bad results in one moment of the league, obviously everyone have up and down, you know, in the during the season, you know. It's not the mistake of the coach only. It's a mistake also of us players, you know. It's not, of course, it's the most easy thing is to change a coach because he's one. And we are 25. You cannot change 25 players, you know. But I think sometimes also us as a players, I say us in like this because I'm a player, so, so I'm saying that, uh, that we are also in many, many, many moments, we are not also honest with us. Always, we are, ah, but the pitch is bad. But I know, but even, even though the, the pitch is perfect, you will find always some excuse why the ball went like this. Or, no, when the, when, when the things are going good, okay, everyone, it's on the boat, you know. But when the things are going bad, we need to be honest, also sit and speak, you know. Uh, see, see ourselves at the mirror and say, listen, I think the things are not going good. Because me, I know when I'm doing mistakes. I know when I'm not good. You don't need to say to me when I'm not, when I'm good. Hey, everyone see, see that, you know, but when I'm not good, when I'm not playing good, I'm the first one that he, I need to think about it and say, okay, maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I need to be, I don't know, uh, more concentrate or be more aggressive or be this or be... And sometimes I think we are also about the about these things we need to you know like we always find some excuses you know now but the uh, the pitch is not uh, watered you know we, there is no water on the pitch but yeah but for the other team also there is no water on the pitch it's not just yeah. for us you know yeah well, the thing is you, you are one of the most experienced players in the squad and when i look at that squad that that um that i season i didn't see too many leaders and this isn't to disrespect your former teammates naturally there are a lot of leaders in that squad but not as many as you would hope to push you guys to the to the next level am, am i right in saying that i don't want to put you on the spot but am, am i on the right lines kind of i understand what you want to say yeah this we're going back again to the thing that i told you we had the, my first season in Isle, we had one two, three, three Serbian, two Macedonians, and one Croatian. Yeah. So six, six ex-Yugoslavians or Balkan players, let's say like that. Then we had two Spanish, uh, two Brazilians, one Portuguese, yeah. one Argentinian, two Argentinians. Uh, kind of, let's say, which is normal in football. Every team has some groups of five, six, seven players that they're better between them. Yeah, you make more connection because you speak the same language, you know, and those things. This is completely understandable. But what what the thing is when you go out on the pitch, the thing is that we need to be one. And you know what I always say. It's like uh, let's say how to explain this. Uh, the ego of the players sometimes is too big. Right. For example, I don't know, we are losing 1-0 at the half time, let's say. And maybe 
I go to the dressing room and and I start to to speak about come on guys let's go we need to to do better the second half you know and always there are some players that they feel that someone is attacking them right and uh, if you if you want to improve if you want to win something if you want to do something the ego must go on the on the side because yeah in sport everyone have big ego because everyone think that every that he's i'm right no the other is right no i'm right again no you're it's not about that and being captain captain of the team for example doesn't that doesn't mean that you're a leader of the team i mean how many captains I don't know. Are Harry Maguire? They're, and they're <laughs> Sorry, just Harry. no. They, they they just wear the band, and when they let's say scream or yell at someone on the pitch, you don't get you don't get scared about that. You don't yeah. react on that. You the what you say. The leader is something different. The leader is that you know when the team believe in you, when the team it's ah. We have the leader on the, but not only one. We have five leaders yeah. on the pitch, and we're gonna fight until the end. We're gonna make it, and to win something, to win cups, leagues, you must have in the team people that already win something and that they know what is the feeling about that. Scott Brown is that one? Is that a captain? Uh, that's fucking. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> he's he's crazy, man. He's crazy, but in the good way. I'm not saying I'm not yeah. saying I'm not of saying course. on the, on the bad way. He's he's a legend. He's a legend. He's yeah. he's not a leader. He's other level. So talking back to uh, your season at IL, um, and I understand what you're saying about the. I wouldn't say the cliques. I wouldn't say there were there were cliques in the club, even though you got different nationalities and everything. But do you think? that things may have been easier if there was more more positive influence from the people making the decisions at the top because look it's it's obvious that the club is it has got problems at the moment um and i don't know if you were i don't know you noticed anything around the club at the time when you were there from the top i know sofoglo is loved by the fans most of them anyway um but were there any influences outside of the the team that made things a little bit difficult? I mean, you don't have to mention any names. I don't. I don't expect you to. But listen, I think as I told, as I said before, everyone makes mistakes. Mm. But even you know, we spoke about that uh, many times. Uh, I think it's if you want to improve as a club, not only I'll. I think doesn't matter of the name of the club. Ammonia. <laughs> Every everyone need to improve. You know what I mean. Uh, you need to make the steps forward. You cannot be on the time. Let's say twenty years ago or 15, 20, 25 years ago. Uh, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm I'm happy. Uh, everything will be okay. No, it will not be okay. You know. You want to win something. You need to make a step forward. Again, step forward. Step forward until you don't reach that. There are examples in Cyprus that they are nice also. 
people making good things. I'm not saying that in Al they're not good, making good things, but fans, amazing. When you play in front of them after the game, <laughs> they they sing, they they support you, they they're there for you. The you know, unbelievable. But it's not only fans. You cannot. Yeah. We are talking about fans. Look, you're asking me. I'm saying yeah, the fans are amazing. You know what I mean? Like, come on. The fans are expecting also some things. They cannot. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, we won the title uh, 11 years ago, last time. You know, it's you need to change something. You need to go forward. You need to. Yeah. The things I've, I've which which many. which I expect to happen because I want to happen in Isle. I want that to happen because I think the people who love the club, people behind supporting, they deserve this. Yeah, but things it doesn't seem that there's one problem that needs to be fixed. It seems to be many, many problems that need to be fixed or, or even fine-tuned. You know, if you look at the summer gone, the signings that were made by by IL. You know, Thussel, the guy that I host the show with, he, he thought that you guys were going to win the league purely on the basis that you guys made some fantastic signings. You know, Kevin Morales, Berahino, uh, Muriel, the goalkeeper. And I know that you weren't there for the whole season. I think it was it February or, or January that you'd left the yeah, club yeah, by yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. yeah end of January, just, yeah. 31st of January, it, yeah. It, it just went wrong from the off. I mean, there was, you know, uh, Bebe was the technical director. There was... Um, Silas, as head coach, who played for the club, that knows about the club, the DNA of the club. And they lasted, what, four games? Five games, if that? Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's, 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 it's a good question also. Because, you know, uh, how to say, it's... For me, the mistake was making so big change in the squad. I mean the squad. When you when you, I say big change, you I think they bring they brought uh, seventeen new players or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty normal for Cyprus, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's so but difficult. I know you mean. I don't, but I it's so you difficult, mean. you know. It's yeah. if I'm the coach and you bring me seventeen new players, how do you think that in one preseason I can make a good connection with the players between the players on the field? It's not easy, you know what I mean. Of course, it was a mistake uh, bringing them that much of, of amount of players. I think we didn't have a good season the year before. I mean, in the way that we went up in the playout. Then in the playout, we we lose only one game and we won the, the all the others, which was not the the this year was not was not the same. Okay, reach the final and lose at the end in the cup, but yeah. But if you want to make something, you cannot change that much players. This is my opinion. What, what I think, it's it's just too much, you know. We had already some players. Okay, you want to keep, for example, I don't say, I don't know. You want to keep 14 players. You have three, four from the academy. Okay, you can bring seven, eight players. But 17? How much we? I think we brought seventeen or something like that. Yeah, I think it's. I'm not saying nothing against the players. Eh? 
there are some very, really good players. But for the coach and for us that they came and for them to make a connection on the field, it's not easy. And, and you know, I think it also has a lot to do with the players that left as well, because Torres had gone, Riera yeah. had gone, and they were experienced players. Euler also. Euler also. Euler, yeah, that's right. That's right. But then when you see someone of the experience of Kevin Morales, and you know what, for him to go to Cyprus, that, that name, you know, it, it, it did speak volumes of the ambition of Ael, because yeah. to get someone like Kevin Morales with his CV... Come on, you've done something right. But at the same time, unfortunately, Kevin has has been injured a lot of the time this season. He's been he's been struggling with injuries, and I saw him in the cup final, and he he didn't he didn't look right. We knew that he was going to be on the bench and he was going to get half an hour, but something didn't seem right with with his fitness. And I just think that you know you need to have players like that in the squad. Don't get me wrong for the experience and everything, but at the same time, if he's not on the pitch how much can he contribute to? And I think it's it's going to be unfair that people are going to start saying, oh, well, he was just a tourist. He only came for the holiday because he's not that no, kind of player at all. No, I think in the way that what you said, it's it's true. I think in the end, and when you get certain age, like when you're an experienced player, you know sometimes that, okay, maybe you cannot play every three, four days game, you know, because your body needs recovery longer than when you were 20, you know. But also the clubs and people, because they look just the statistic, how he played or something like that. But sometimes those kind of players, they bring something different, you know, out of the pitch in the dressing room, experience, maybe talk to, to speak to the, young, to the young players, help them, you know, so... Yeah, I think it would be not it would be unfair to from the people if they start to speak. Yeah, he was a tourist. I think not. He just had uh, injuries. He was struggling maybe with some uh, some injuries, muscle injuries. But I think mistakes were some something else. Not that. Cool. Okay. Well, I know we've gone on for over an hour, and um, I really appreciate your time, bro. I, I'm not gonna. Uh, take too much more of your time no you very <laughs> cheers i've got a few quick questions in terms of uh the cypriot league as a whole your time there were there any particular players that stood out that were either cypriot or, or foreign nationals i know it's easy for me to to ask about these questions obviously gyro has been brilliant this season but were there any players that surprised you listen i would not like to to mention one two three four five names you know i think Honestly, I can speak a little bit about the league, what I found when I when I came there, and I think from players coming in, if they take the league by ah, I will play easy, they will struggle. Cause the league is not easy actually. Okay, maybe the first impression when someone doesn't know about Cyprus, ah, it's an island, nice weather, beaches. The seeds everywhere, you know, water is everywhere, which is true. But if you don't come and from the first moment your mind is ready, your brain is ready to fight, to make the same thing, doesn't matter playing in England, Cyprus, Spain, Italy, or, does, or I don't know, Bundesliga, Germany, 
you will struggle because this football now is different. If you are physically not ready, if even if, even though you are the best in the world, you will struggle. So I think actually the league it's really competitive. It's equal. You can see by the you know one year champion. It's this year was was Aris. Uh, last season uh, um, was Apollo. Uh, season before was Ammonia. So you know clubs they have many foreigner players. All of them actually I think they spend the quote for for foreigner players. So. I think the league is really equal and 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 good, strong. It's not uh, you cannot predict the, the the who will win, who will you know. In other leagues, you can say maybe ah, this the the first four will be this this this, but in Cyprus, always you have some surprise. You know, I've spoken to Jordi Gomez, who's won the FA Cup. He's played you know some big games. Matt Derbyshire again played top level football. Manu Garcia played in La Liga. Yourself played in top level football. Every player that I, Jason Punchin, who is, is likely yeah. to get a head coach job at, at Bayer. So all you guys have said that the Cypriot League is harder than what people think. But what is it that makes it so hard? Because I, I, I watch it myself. Obviously, as you know, I watch it regularly. And there are some players I see that I'm thinking, my God, you could be, be doing so much better at a different league. But then again, I see the the stamina levels and the energy levels, and you've seen it translated from European football. Like, so, for example, Ajax and Omonia, they play Europa League or Conference League, and they come back to the, the domestic league, and they're so tired from their exploits in Europe that their form dips. But what is it about this league that makes it so challenging? Okay, probably when they play European games, the the, the tempo of the game is higher, which is normal yeah. because you're playing... Uh teams from uh, top five leagues, you know, and obviously the tempo of the game will be faster. This is normal, you know. It's the same thing when Serbian teams play in Europe, you know, so it's... Uh, I don't know how to say it, to explain. I think the thing is that there are always six, seven, eight clubs competing wanted to make something, you know what I mean? Wanted to be in the top six, uh, uh, challenging for the title. Okay, in the end, there is only one. Uh, the only one can win the, the title, you know, but I would say that that thing that all the clubs, they have many foreigner players, I think they're bringing quality to the league. I would not say that the Cypriot players, they're not good, not they are good. There are many. There are many good players. But also, I would say that the mentality of them they need to change also the mentality. The Cypriot players. They feel comfortable because they know their home, uh, good life. Um, their families are there. They don't have this. How we say? Uh, we say. You need to be hungry to success. Yeah, the motivation, yeah. yeah. You know, if you're not hungry, yeah. uh, not just in football, if you're not hungry to success in something, you will struggle. And I think actually Cypriot football, they have talented players, they have good players, but also they need to change here. 100%. And this is not easy. Some You need to start from the beginning. You need to change this from the from the youth, you know. 
but i would say that uh, this, this these are the the things that i found uh, found uh, really interesting when I, the time that i spent there great stuff well i've got one more question to ask you right and this yeah. is where we're going to have we have a bit of fun with this one okay now yeah. think of your think of your teammates at IL the time that you were there okay yeah. and picture this scene you are going to arrange a birthday party for someone right yeah. and you need your teammates to help you okay gotcha. first of all which player is going to buy the cake who do you trust to buy the cake to buy the cake uh uh, from the both seasons, yeah, uh, probably would be, I would say, uh, Medo or Davor, maybe Medo okay. or Davor, yeah, okay, or one of them. Any any reason? No, I was close to them, and I probably maybe also Medo is because I know him like twenty years, maybe even right. more. Okay. So if, if you wanted to have like someone to do the entertainment, like, I don't know, play an instrument, who, who would you choose? Or even tell oh. jokes? Oh, I think to play instrument, I don't think so. That's how one wants to play. <laughs> Maybe the triangle. <laughs> yeah. Probably some of the, I don't know, maybe... South American guys, but also Kevin was he was funny, also he knows to make jokes, so right, yeah. I'm guessing you got it from Everton, the scouse humor, maybe that's what yeah, he got it yeah, from. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> North okay. England, man, <laughs> North, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so we've done the cake, we've done the entertainment, right? But what okay. about? What about to decide what party games to play? Because I, I don't know about in, in Serbia, but in, especially in Cyprus, when it comes to kids, sometimes they have the piñatas or they have the yeah. game pass the parcel. Who, who's going to arrange the game at this at this party? Poof. Who do you trust? <laughs> it could be to a made the party. game. To made the games could, on the could, on the yeah. yeah. To made the games on the on the on the birthday party. Yeah. It could be a kids' party. You never know. You don't want to be yeah. playing rude games. <laughs> if you if you ask me uh, to choose the place and to reserve the place, hundred percent, hundred percent, I would say Dower because he is six years there. So he knows everyone in Limassol. Uh, yeah, I would Davor, say to, I, I would say I, I would say to him because he he knows everyone and he will arrange really easy and really fast. But. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, he, I don't know. Davor is like James Bond. He knows everyone. <laughs> no, he knows He knows people there. He's, I think, his sixth season there. So, uh, yeah, if, if you need something, you call him. It's okay. And he, he, he arranged you. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, more like, he's more like Raymond Reddington from the Blacklist, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but for this, I'm not. I'm not sure, man. I don't know. You've never been asked this question. Maybe before, no, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, but uh, maybe to some keeper because the keepers they're always you know from the from different world you know so maybe some right. keeper. Okay, now, maybe this, some this goalkeeper, is, yeah. This because is normally, question. normally you know the keepers normally we can you know we don't have a let's say when you're a keeper you have a 16 meters you cannot go out from there so you know it's like. <laughs> So they're, they're they're close, you know. There, so 
<laughs> They're the only players that they, they cannot go out from some some part of the pitch. So, it's... <laughs> so he can't he can't go out of the house either. Okay. Ah, but the, we, we joke we joke always with them like this. So it's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, th there's there's one why I have to ask about this one. Okay, and I've got a friend like this. We call them the liability. Do you know what I mean? You can't take them anywhere. You might be in a in a bar just talking, and then he might spill the drinks. Or he'll just oh, go. Oh, yeah, 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 I hate that. Yeah, I don't like who's, that. Man. Who's the one player that you can't take to the bars or the clubs? Probably or... I would be the first one taking him home and putting out from the club, man. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> uh, did, then, did then, any... then, 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 go, then don't, don't go to drink if you don't know to drink, man. That, you know, it's like... <laughs> well, is, is, there, is there any players that were like that? At at all for? Do you know what? Just to be fair, I'm I'm gonna say I. You can say any team. Oh any yeah, team. I have I have one man. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. One maybe one. Yeah, maybe not one, but probably maybe more. I don't know. It, it wasn't a Celtic player, was it? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. In Celtic, that's normal. It's okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know better than me how it's in in Britain. So it's okay. Yeah. As Jose Mourinho says, if I speak, I'll be in big trouble. Yeah, that's that's why I'm not I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Well, I'll tell you what, Prate, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate yeah. it. You know, you've you've been brilliant, you know, and to be honest, man, like I've got so many more questions, but we, we can go on for days and you need to sleep. You you know, you, you've been bored it's okay. of me. We, we have time, you. we have time, but it's okay. We 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 have time to make more, so it's okay. I'm open to, of course. to speaking to yeah, for sure. To, for to sure. Speak and, with uh, and and hopefully next season we could do like more review shows as well because obviously you know your football and it'd be great to hear yeah. your hear your opinion on things. I just um you know have you got a message for the IL fans that you you, you want to tell them because I know you did that great video for the cup final but have you got any any messages you want to give them? No, uh, I, I I would like to say yeah to be always behind the team like like they they've been. Uh, through all the years and uh, the seasons that 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 I was there, so the the two almost two seasons that I, that I was there, I think uh, they're the really treasure of the club. I think without them, uh, would be different. I think every every club with the fans behind it, it's something different. Not not just hell, but yeah, especially to them, I will I would I would like to to give. Um, to say also be thanked, thanks to, for for the support that that uh, they give to the team to me when I was there. So hopefully in the next years, starting from the next one, the things will change and uh, the club can fight for uh, what they deserve. That's absolutely beautiful, and I'm sure that they will appreciate your kind words, uh, Stefan. Really appreciate. It. So boys and girls, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you again to our sponsor, Project 357. And we will be back very, very soon because even though the Cypriot season is over, we're non-stop. It's that simple.